Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. The most important thing, we make decisions about winning, about putting the best team on the ice. I think it's it goes beyond communication. It goes to a relationship. Here's drilled him with a right hand, then missed with a wild right. Lands a right to the shoulder. You know, it's up to us to uh, get the fans excited. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Platbomb. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. night in town big football night in town and uh, chorus has got you covered we got the uh order game tonight on uh 6 30 chad pregame show at 5 30 puck drop at seven o'clock battle of alberta edmonton orders in the calgary flames reed wilkins we got the uh, eskimo game and it, it's a big one for them against the hamilton ticats so where can people find that kissing country 103.9 it'll be a 6 30 countdown to kickoff game at 7 30 yeah fun night in the city for sure all right well uh reed we'll get you to rejoin us here if possible uh actually you know what uh, we have wayne from the edmonton operation that's coming. cool uh, so let's do this you can uh, help me out here through the opening reed wilkins from inside sports bob stoffer with you in Oilers Now, we got so much. We have a jam-packed show coming up. Oilers Now, brought to you by our tele-sponsor, Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from digitex.ca, e-commerce store, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. On today's show, Reed Wilkins will join us between 12.07 and 12.15. Wayne Gretzky, 12.15 today on Oilers Now. 
Hockey Night in Canada's Elliot Friedman for the River Cree Resort Casino at 12.35. At 105, Sportsnet spec Mark Spector for the Horses. Live standard bread racing Friday nights and Sunday days out at Century Mile. And uh, at 135, the Edmonton Oil Kings have a home-and-home home with Red Deer Rebels. They're back here at Rogers Place on... Sunday, uh, we'll talk to a guy who was a teammate of Wayne Gretzky's in 1984 and again in 1987 on the Canada Cup teams. Red Deer Rebels owner, GM, and coach Brent Sutter. You can reach us on our River Cree Resort Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. It's brought to you by Who's Live Anyway, September 28th at the River Cree Resort Casino. Tickets at rivercreeresort.com. You can text us on our Heartland Ford text line at 630-630. Heartland Ford's out in Fort Saskatchewan with a new huge state-of-the-art facility experience. The uh, difference of Heartland Ford. We're on Twitter at Oilers now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Star for tweet Brendan Escott. Brendan Escott. Something's going on. I, I don't know. Something's going on with Brendan Escott these days. Uh, he seemed a little bit. Uh, well, he's busy. He's a busy man. Uh, he's uh, going to be doing the Eskimo game tonight with uh, Morley and Dave, and he's going to. Uh, he's now our. By the way, we should mention he's now part of the Oilers Radio Network. Reed, we've brought him into the fold. He's now going to be our. Uh, uh, dressing room uh, reporter for us uh, for each of the game nights. So there you go. Uh, we're going to head off. Uh, Reed, let's do let's do this. Uh, the the Oilers made an announcement. They cut 13 players today. They waived defenseman Keegan Lowe played last night. They uh, waived uh, Joseph Gambardella, uh, Josh Curry, and Brad Malone. Those guys all need to clear waivers. They assigned to the minors. For me, a couple surprises maybe. Tyler Benson. Cooper Marodi, Cameron Habig, Kirill Maximoff, Ryan McLeod, Anthony Peluso, who is on an AHL deal, uh, Caleb Jones, a little surprised he went down this early. Maybe a little bit surprised that one of Benson or Marodi didn't stay for Kelowna. Uh, Dmitry Samarukov, who I thought had a better performance, and Dylan Wells. Uh, we will mention Yamamoto and Day are still on the 33-man roster that's left. They're both likely headed. Uh, they're a little bit nicked up right now. Yamamoto's not been cleared yet. Reed, we're going to bring you in from the get-go. Any surprises at all for you for the cuts on the team? Well, I, I thought Benson might maybe stick around for another game, and I, I really was hoping he would get a look with some more established NHL players. I understand he didn't really stand out in the role he was uh, he was in through his three games. He did have some good shifts. I wouldn't say that he had a a strong game overall, so he would be uh, surprise number one. And, and maybe a little bit uh, with Caleb Jones, but he did get into two games. And he's often compared to Ethan Bear because they were drafted just yeah. a few spots apart, and Bear's going to get his second game tonight. Oilers, uh, Koskinen and Storette are going to be the goaltenders. Koskinen's going to start Nurse and uh, Larson, Lagason and Bouchard, Manning and Bear were pa- uh, paired together. Little bit of misdirect on the lines, but uh, Drysettle and Cassian are in. Not sure if it's going to be Nygaard or potentially Russell with them. Looks like Bertasov could be playing. Uh, he was in a rotation with Nugent Hopkins and Gagne. Shan, Kara, and Archibald played the first game. Looks like they could be back in. Colby Cave, another look see as well, possibly with Chase on Calgary. We'll have Backlund with Mangiapani and Lindholm. Jankowski with Bennett and Frolik. Alan Quine with Dubé. And Smith, uh, Pelly, uh, he was in on a PTO. Glenn Godden with Lomberg and Ronaldo. So two tough guys on the fourth line for the Flames. Hannafin and Hamannick, Shillington and Stone. Uh, former Oiler Brandon Davidson with Yellison, who was a Russian player playing the rookie games. And then they got Riddick and Gillies in goal. To the Oilers now, Audio Vault brought to you by Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. Uh, it was an ugly one last night. We're not even going to go into the audio recap. The Oilers got spanked. Uh, Vancouver 
probably had anywhere from 10 to 12 regular stress. The Oilers had seven. And the Oilers had some guys basically play themselves out of the situation here. There was clarity after last night's game. And the Oilers got to get going here. They got to get the, the forwards up and running now. There's only uh, the veteran players. There's only four preseason games left. The team plays tonight against Calgary, flies after the game to Kelowna, returns to Edmonton Monday afternoon, plays Arizona at home Tuesday, and then road games Thursday in Winnipeg, Saturday in Calgary. Two guys uh, that everybody's watching, a couple Europeans, one signed out of uh, Switzerland, Gaetan Haas, and one out of Sweden, uh, Joe Kim Nygaard and Tippett had this to say, Dave Tippett, Oilers head coach, and the chances of those two making the team. There's a reality with it, both with, with Haas and Nygaard. Their first time in North America playing North American size ice nets, so there's got to give them a little bit of slack there. They're older players, same with Pearson. You've got to give them a little bit of slack here, but again, we're going we're gonna to go, and I mean, those are guys that are going to still get some opportunity, but at some point, we have to settle on where we're going. So they're in the mix, you know, of, of those three right now, like if you had, if you had Nygaard, Haas, uh, Haas is a centerman, I think Cave has been better than him in camp, but I think a lot of that is because Cave's a North American player, Haas is still getting up to speed, you know. Uh, Yurko has probably been better than Nygaard, and just Yurko's played over 100 games in the NHL. You know, so there's, you got to give Haas and Nygaard, you got to give them a little bit of time to acclimate, but at some point we have to make decisions on, on our lineup moving forward, and we're going to try to get them up and going as best we can, and then we'll see where it works out. That's Dave Tippett. Read your thoughts on the performance. Uh, we saw Haas in the lineup last night, Nygaard as well, and again, the Oilers got spanked by Vancouver. What did you think of those two? Well, underwhelming. I, I didn't think uh, Haas had a great game. I know he got uh, a little nicked up there in the in the first period. Nygaard, I, I I'd like to think there's something there. I think his speed could be a factor for the team. I think he's more likely to be uh, to be an Oiler this season. I I don't know. I mean, from what we've seen with still four games to go, I, I'd still have concerns about the bottom six. I know Tip has said he doesn't really have a third or a fourth line, but I still look at it where there's some pretty big question marks. Will the Oilers have a third line that's truly an effective NHL third line, or will they still kind of have what would be be considered maybe a couple of fourth lines? I think we're still waiting for someone to step up with a lot of these depth forward roles. Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, we're going to get one more clip as we go back into the Oilers now. Audio Vault for our friends at Direct Workwear where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. Uh, and it's an ex- you know what? We'll quickly get to this. Anton Bertasov is in on a PTO. Here's Dave Tippett's expectations. We'll take it step by step. There's, there's no promises. We'll, like I say, I, I want to get our group. We're down to 30 right now. Uh, I want to get our group up and going next week. All right, we're going to go to Kelowna for a couple days. The, the veteran players are anxious to get going, get going, you know, and get some lines set, get some pairs set on the D. Like, we're anxious to get going, so it's that fine line. We've got to see what, he's, what he can do. He's a big guy. He's got some talent. Let's see what he can do. But, uh, you know, there's, there's that fine balance of having a guy, having a look at a guy and getting your team together, and that's, that's a concern going into the week. All right, that is uh, Oilers head coach Dave Tippett. Again, the Oilers and the Flames, the first of two preseason games. Tonight's game is in Edmonton. Uh, You know what? Uh, He's the greatest player, many would say, in the history of the game. 
with the exception of the fact that he himself would not say that because that's kind of the modest guy he is. But uh, this is uh, the week that we're often reminded. It was in this week back in 1987 that arguably the greatest hockey was ever played. And I, I reached out to... Uh, uh, Wayne Gretzky about a week ago, and he was kind enough to uh, schedule us in here and join us on Oilers Now, and I think we've got contact with him. So I'd like to welcome back to the show uh, Vice Chair of the Oilers Entertainment Group, Wayne Gretzky. Hi, Wayne. It's Bob. How you doing? Good, Bob. How you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. It's a big day for our producer, Brendan. Did you know that? Oh, I heard it's his birthday. Happy birthday, Brendan. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Wayne. Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of how it rolls, right? Like you know, you gotta look at you gotta look after the young guys, Wayne. You told me that three years ago. You said stuff. You said when every new guy that came to the team, we always made them feel like they were part of the team and went extra miles, and that's all part of building the right culture, isn't it, Wayne? Yeah, it was uh, so silly that this whole rookie initiation transpired for I don't know how many years, and. Uh, it took guys like uh, Lee Fogelin and Dave Dryden and Ron Lowe kind of say, hey, listen, it's so silly. Everybody is part of the team. And it's hard enough for a young guy to make the team. And then if you're treating him uh, with some sort of embarrassment, it's even worse. So I'm very proud of the fact that the culture in Edmonton early on was set to the fact that each and every person is equal, um, whether you're stick boy, trainer, um, player, coach, everybody got treated the same. I spent a lot of time with Ray Whitney in the summertime. We just happened to be sort of next door neighbors in Idaho. And, you know, people in the United States, they know hockey. They don't know it like Canadians do. Uh, they understand and know that Ray was a great player, won a Stanley Cup. I uh, got over a thousand points in the NHL, but when I tell them he was my stick boy for nine years, they almost fall over. <laughs> so those are the great stories about the Oilers, which uh, will go on for eternity. All right, Wayne Gretzky joining us. Wayne, uh, you were kind enough about uh, five weeks ago to do uh, our, uh, our our touchback safeties uh, legend series, and in that uh, we didn't get a a lot of time to talk about the 87 Canada Cup because a lot of people think that was the greatest hockey ever played and you said Bob you know mm-hmm. what give me a call in September and that's that's so that's where I wanted to go with this like basically Sunday Monday of this past week was the 32nd anniversary of uh, you know you guys winning game 365 when you think back to 1987 and that and that tremendous Canada Cup the 365 games what what are a couple of things you think about just how good the hockey was yeah. Well, first of all, um, I don't know if we'll ever replicate, uh, replicate 1972 because <clears throat> my dad always said well, the first time it happens, that's what we always remember. And down three games to one with one tie, Canada won three games in Russia. Uh, I believe Paul Anderson scored all three game-winning goals, which is pretty marvelous and pretty miraculous. So that kind of set the tone. And then we got uh, spanked in 1981. Uh, We played so well throughout the tournament and got beat in the final 8-1. And I was a kid. I was 19 years old. And I got a chance to play some of the greatest players I ever lived. But then we got into 84. And 1984 was really unique because it was the first time the Canada Cup had sort of gone west. And we were going to be more in Edmonton and Calgary. Um, And our team started up poorly. 
And basically it was made up of a lot of islanders and a lot of oilers. There were some, uh, you know, rumblings in the locker room and our team wasn't cohesive and we didn't start off great. Consequently, we ended up playing the Russians in the uh, semifinal. Paul Coffey broke up a great three-on-one and we ended up scoring in overtime to win that game uh, in Calgary and go on to win. So when we got into 87, we started poorly. It wasn't the start we wanted, but there wasn't the same kind of panic uh, that we had in 84, partly because we were more mature and a lot more experienced. We had guys like uh, A and guys like Paul Coffey. And, you know, the, the culture was uh, a lot stronger. And the core players on that team, like guys like Rick Tockett and Doug Gilmore, uh, Brian Propp, Brent Sutter, Daryl Howardchuck, um, Norman Rochefort, uh, the core was really strong. So we had a good sense about our team, and we had a real belief in Grant Pierre. Uh, we we just all believed he was such a great goalie. But ultimately, uh came down to a couple things. One, um, near the end of the tournament, Mike Keenan put Mario and myself together. We hadn't played the first, I guess, four games together. Um, by the end, we were playing together. He made a tremendous checking line with Messier and Sutter um, and maybe throw different guys on that line um, and he really literally outcoached Tikhanov into the ice they had more depth, they had more players uh, they had the KLM line, they had Fedosov but the two things they didn't have, they didn't have Grant Fuhrer and they didn't have the heart that our team had although they played hard, they didn't have the same heart that we had and ultimately, that seemed to be the difference in the series. And you can argue what was the best hockey ever. My dad would be the first guy to tell you he loved every minute of it. But to him, 72 was even better than 87. So at least it was entertaining, and uh, it was great we won. And side note, we were all so sort of in awe on the fact that we were playing in Hamilton because we wanted to play at that time in either Montreal, the Forum, or Maple Leaf Gardens. Right. And as it turned out, games two and three in Hamilton became more of a country instead of a local team, a local NHL team. And so that made it so special. And the atmosphere in there was so unique. I remember after game two, it finished around 1.30 in the morning. And I was staying at my mom and dad's house because I lived 20 minutes from the arena. And I remember I fell asleep around 5 a.m., and we practiced that afternoon for like eight minutes um, just to get on the ice, basically, late afternoon. And before we knew it, we were down 3 nothing in game three. And Mike Keenan just did an incredible coaching job and double-shifted Rick Tockett, Howard Chuck, Prop, Sutter, Messier, and got back in the game, and away we went. And that was the difference in the series. We're uh, going to have Brent Sutter coming up a little bit later on, Wayne. As you know, the Edmonton Oil Kings and the Red Deer Rebels uh, open up their regular season this weekend as well. we got the Flames in here tonight, the Rebels in here on Sunday. I know uh, Brent's always mm-hmm. spoken glowingly about the, you know, how the Oilers and the uh, Islanders came together, and much of that happened back in 1984. Mm-hmm. And as legend has it, Maybe you guys might have, oh, I don't know, temporarily at least, uh, 
you know, uh, run a little interference so Igor Larionov could have a beer or a vodka with you. I'm not, you know, I, I don't know if the statue of yeah. limitations is still there, but the Russians were an unknown. They were, they were kind of an unknown entity. You talked about the fact that they were deeper. They also played together. Like, and they were yeah. tremendously skilled. But, you know, they played together all the time. I mean, that had to have, you know, they basically skated or, uh, you know, tra- trained or skated 11 months a year like today's athletes do. They were a different animal, weren't they? They were different types of players. They were completely different. Um, I remember in that series, uh, shaking hands uh, after game uh, the, the semifinal game when we won in overtime. Yep. And I played against Igor in the World Junior Tournament, played against him in 81, and this was 84. And I'll never forget, he stopped me in line, and he said, Wayne, is there anywhere, any way that we can meet after the game? And I was in shock, first of all, that he spoke English, because <laughs> we never heard them, heard them speak English. And secondly, I said, don't worry. Uh, I had this friend, Michael Pelche, from the RCMP that was traveling with the team, and my friend Charlie Henry from the Hull Olympics. And I said, these two guys will pick you up. Nobody will know you got out. So I kind of snuck down to our hotel. We got him out. It was an afternoon game, too, so it wasn't like it was 12 o'clock at night. It was 5 in the afternoon. So we went for dinner. Um, it was a great dinner. That's when I really learned a little bit more about the Russian people and the players and their thoughts about playing in the NHL. And they all wanted to do it properly. Nobody wanted to defect. They just wanted to be part of the NHL one day. Um, But listen, let me tell you about Brent Sutter. In 84, him and Mark Messier were probably the two best players on that team. Uh, In 84, Sutter, Tonelli, and Bossy were aligned. John Tonelli was a beast, and Brent played out of his mind. I was sort of relegated to the third-line role, which is fine. I wasn't playing great, and the ultimate goal is to win a championship and win the cup. And I understood that, and Brent was playing so well. He deserved the accolades he was getting and the ice time he was getting, but that's what makes a team. And when you come together as Team Canada, it's a silly quote, but you play for the name on the front of your jersey, not the name on the back of your jersey. And ultimately, everybody remembers we won, and that's most important. Wayne, we'll wrap up with this. We've only got a minute. We appreciate your time. I know you're uh, doing and dealing with some uh, family uh, stuff right now, but uh, just a a quick rip. Uh, You know, you guided Canada to a gold medal in 2002, you know, and you had some help there from guys like Kevin Lowe and Steve Tambellini. Ken Holland, obviously successful, uh, comes to Edmonton. Just a, a, a quick thought on your confidence level with the pragmatic approach that Ken has and the fact that you know he's going to grind. Yeah, he's a workaholic, first of all. His track record is miraculous. And, you know, Kevin and I and Steve uh, in O2 will tell you this honestly, um, Lanny McDonald was our sort of, Eye in the sky and the patient man who kept telling us it's okay, we're going to be fine, we got a good team, you can't panic. And I think that's what Kenny's bringing to the organization, that we're going to be a stable franchise for a long time. It's going to take a little bit of time, you can't do it overnight, but we're here for the long run, and we're all about winning for a long time, not for a short time. So Kenny's a wonderful man, 
He's got a great track record. He's a Western boy that I think and I know is really excited about being in Edmonton. And how can he not be when you start a franchise with guys like Connor and Leon, um, Dreyse and uh, Nugent Hopkins, and you go from there. we got some good young kids who are best days are still ahead of them. And now it's a matter of putting the right piece together. We've got a great franchise, good ownership. We've got good fans and a great uh, market with a great arena. And I think the sky's the limit for the franchise, and everybody's really excited and very positive. All right, Wayne, super stuff. Thank you for sharing some stories in the Canada Cup. It was awesome. And uh, we'll look forward to uh, potentially seeing you maybe in New York City. Well, I'll be there right now. I'm pretty excited. We have the Stanley Cup here for my wife's family in St. Louis, and that's a pretty nice day. And other than the fact that Darren Pang's here, it's a really good day. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome stuff. Thanks, Wayne. All right. See you later. That is Wayne Gretzky, Vice Chair of the Oilers Entertainment Group. Oh, man, that's that's a quality rip. Hey, Brendan. Brendan Escott. Are you there? Yeah, I was just thanking Wayne for the uh, exceptional shout-out I just got there. Happy birthday, brother. Thank you, Bob. All right, off to a global news weather traffic update with Kerry McCarthy, And when we come back, for our friends at the River Cree Resort and Casino, Elliot Friedman. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.